Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Boomer FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW. It's one of those things where I can say, we warned you, we told you. Hey, isn't that what the late Archbishop Desmond Dudu say? I am warning you. I am warning you. <laughs> but I can uh, sweetly tell you, though, that it was going to be a matter of time before someone recognized the incredible work uh, that this man is doing. I mean, let's face it. No one tracks and monitors our lesser known talents abroad like him. Tell me someone. And I'll give you a piece of land. And this guy was born in the Eastern Cape. Le Lusikisik. Pretty much multifaceted, a football writer, digital scout, player manager, reporter. Focuses on player monitoring, discovering, profiling, recruiting, and reporting. And has also made some massive strides in terms of bringing the journey of the players closer to the South African public through various platforms and initiatives uh, with well over, what, 70 young players discovered around the world uh, using the tools of digital scouting and player tracking. But it's just the beginning, I would imagine. There's, there's so much more, so much more to come because the software technical director, Walter Stienbock, kind of revealed the other day that um, in early 2024, they're going to be heading to Europe with the passionate Mr. Prince Obayen as they aim to discover more young talent eligible to represent South Africa. Now that, for me, is reaching a goal that I think he would have loved, probably would not have dreamt of, but would have wished for. And I'm told that they plan as well to start in these Scandinavian countries and is here to tell us which of those players has caught his eye recently. I mean, how many years ago? I remember this man walking into our studios, very, very nervous. He thought the microphone was going to bite him. Uh, that's how nervous he was. Uh, sweating profusely uh, throughout the entire interview. But we said, you know what? One thing we do with MSW is that we give the lesser given opportunities to kinder individuals an opportunity to step forward because there is a bigger picture of what we realize they can do in changing the fortunes of this country's football that's been on its knees for so many years. You remember that time. You laugh because you remember. <laughs> I remember, Rob. <laughs> good yeah. evening, Rob. Good to uh, see you. Yeah. Good to see you too, man. It's been, a, it's been a while. I couldn't wait for you to come back so that we can finally meet again, you know? No, I know. It's, it's, it's long been, overdue. Uh, actually, you know, when some of the things happened, actually, you are, you are one of the first few people that I think of. And I'm yeah. like, you know, Rob needs to know this. And you know this. I WhatsApp you and I will tell Absolutely. you, Rob, this just happened. And, yeah. you know, it's unbelievable, man, how time flies. Uh, it was about five years ago, actually, when, when that happened, mm. uh, when you... Surprisingly, you know, uh, made contact with me and, and, and we did the work that we did at the time. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would have never thought uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, have happened in the past few years, you know, could happen. Uh, the recognition, the support that I've been receiving, especially from South Africans as well, man. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. And when I sit and think and I'm thinking, this is literally step zero. Um, we've still got so much to do, you know, in the years to come. Because it's just but you wanted it, though. Yeah. The, the, the fact is you wanted it. If you didn't want it as much as you did, you would have still been, you know, just Prince Obayeni on Twitter, on X, just writing about football and people just thinking maybe, who's this crazy kid? 
uh, that's <laughs> you know sending yeah. us all of these things because sometimes people don't take you seriously until you step up your game and then you start to uncover news and gems that we would have never seen. So now it's different. People have shown you respect. I even see the interaction on social media now. It comes with respect because the people know that you have the power to break through and give us the names of all of these individuals. How does that make you feel now? You know, um, I mean, for a, for a very long time, you know, when you, when you are doing something that is new, something different, something that sometimes people don't even understand. Yeah. What is the importance of what you are doing? What is the end goal? What is the vision behind that? Uh, you sort of in a world of your own because you, you don't necessarily have people on a day-to-day basis to share your vision, to, to share your, your understanding of what you are doing. So sometimes you'd wake up and be like, you know what, maybe this is not worth it. But at the end of the day, when I think about why I started to do what, I, what, what I'm doing, mm. and then I wake up the next day with a bit of motivation to say, you know what, uh, you are seeing the difference from the time that you started and to where you are. So just keep going and, and things are going yeah. to start to unfold and, and become better. Because if I had given up, maybe what the vision that I have, you know, yeah. uh, for South African football, maybe through my work, the contribution that I want, I want to, uh, to, to, to put to South African football, maybe it won't be seen. And people will think that, you know, he is that kid, that crazy kid if ultimately what i'm doing then does not come to fruition so it's a good thing when you get recognition and, and you're motivated to keep going forward and yeah man it's it's, it's and good forward, you've got to go though before, <laughs> but before we get to a couple of names and i said to you off air i said we're still going to do a proper show with you for a full hour because the names that you've come up with some of the discoveries that you've made are, are worth talking about but i want to mention something that I know the South African Football Association are still going to talk about and make a, a statement about, uh, you know, sometime, I don't know, whether it's next year or later this year. Uh, it's just that the technical director had let it slip that uh, you will be working quite closely with him. And that made me happy because it's coming from the highest decision maker when it comes to who gets to be within the football fraternity from a player perspective. So if the TD is the one that is saying that to you, what does that say to Prince Obayen? Uh, it's a, you know, I would say it's a dream come true. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a dream come true for me. In fact, when he first came into the office, uh, actually, one of the things that he did was to call me to say, you know, I've heard about this prince, but. Yeah. Come and meet me. Tell me what you're about. What do what do you want to do? You know, because I know that you know naturally he's he's also a scout, so he sort of understands that element of the game. So when he called me and said, you know what, I'm a scout, and I, a part of me understands what you are talking about, what you want to do. But come and tell me what is it that what 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 is on your mind? What is your vision? And we we had the conversation. You know, for I went to Safa for a couple of times to meet him, so that we can understand how we can best introduce. You know, a, a good working relationship and. And I, I might say that the conversation was very, very fruitful and, you know, there is a way forward. Like like you said, that he came out to say this is something, a project that we are starting with, uh, with an idea of, you know, working together in the short term now, but in the long term, the, the relationship must grow so that we are able to, because at the end of the day, we all, we all want to see what's best for South African football. At every level, any level, because again, I mean, I'll, I'll just warn the, everybody that's listening to the show or watching on YouTube is that, We've got an exciting guest that's going to be coming up later on, uh, Gabriela Kelly-Nimak, uh, who will be joining us and a fantastic story. So I'll save that. They're going to be coming in shortly. Um, I wanted to touch on Wayland Renica, 17-year-old left-footed centre-back, born in England to South African parents from Cape Town. Tell me more. 
Well, um, you know, for me, I, I believe he's the future Bafana Bafana captain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, currently captain. now, captain. Bafana, sure. Future Bafana Bafana captain, for sure. Um, I believe he's one of the outstanding defenders at his age group. Um, he was born in England, you know, brought up in England, yeah. uh, but we've, was brought up with a strong South African uh, connection through the parents who, who, who were always, you know, uh, involving him in terms of letting him know who you are, who he is, and mm. one day that you play for South Africa. But like any other kid, man, when you are in England, it's not so easy to know which platforms maybe or which ways to know uh, how to play for the national team. And fortunately for him, I discovered him and, mm. and, and you know what, I exposed the story and I spoke about his story, you know, to, to South Africa and he plays for Norwich City. And eventually, even though he had played for England at under-16 level, when the opportunity came for him to play for South Africa, I remember he sent me a message to say, you know what, I received a call-up. What do you think I should do? And I'm like, but we've had this conversation before. This is what I think you should do. And the next day he texted me and said, I'm flying back to South Africa. Wow. And I've made my decision with my family because this is what we always wanted, including the father uh, who gave me a call and said, you know what, Prince, thank you so much. We didn't even know how to start because we always wanted this kid to play for South Africa, but there was no platform for him to be known and, and yeah. recognized. And the next... On the next uh, week, this boy was here in the under-17 cap, and not so long ago, he was at the under-17 Afghan playing for his national team. And England have sort of uh, backed off on him now since he has chosen, he's made his choice. Yes. And that's what you must do with all of the other boys. Even did though he get a chance for, to play, though? He played all the games. He did. He played he did. all the games. He played all the games. Because I like uh, that mentality. We, we've had coaches in the past who say, Oh, okay, just uh, because you're bringing some kid from overseas, you know, who does he think or she thinks she is? They're going to sit on the bench. And then after all of that, they don't get a chance to play. Now, he recently signed with a five-year pro deal uh, with the club Norwich. Good of move? Of course, very good move. I yeah. mean, for, for a player who's, who was 16, who's 16 17 to, to, to be signed on a five-year deal, it, it shows the... The potential that the player has, but more importantly, the belief and trust that the club has in the player. They see that this boy has got a, a you know a bright future ahead of him, and and for us to to have had the player already playing for us, and he signed a five year deal and is already playing for the B team at Norwich at the age of seventeen. Wow. It must tell you something, you know. I was very happy when I saw him in the previous Bafana Bafana squad, Kosafa yes. squad, even though he was seventeen, he was included at the time, which shows also that the head office is one of the names, you know, that they are prioritizing. There. So it's it's beautiful, man. You know, we've got maybe I would say over eight of these boys with a similar case, five-year contracts, 16, 17 years of, of age, and they're all either playing for South Africa or they qualify to play for South Africa and they're willing to come and play for South Africa. I, so love, the that. I, love, the, I love the fact that the parents are backing the move to play for South Africa, regardless of the fact that England had already had them play or represent them at a, at a junior national team level. Now, Ufaith Noctulo. I mean, he has a rare case now. Born overseas, South African mother, Ghanaian father, uh, but opting to represent South Africa. What's cooking here? You know, it's one of the most beautiful stories, man. Um, stories of faith. I mean, when she came into, when we, we brought her into the fray, uh, you, you know, in the South African sort of uh, football fraternity, you know, people were asking, uh, what's the story? And you'd say, no, she was born uh, overseas to a South African mother and a Ghanaian father. People are like, ah, this one is Ghanaian. She's going to play for Ghana. <laughs> if she's not playing for Ghana, she's going to play for the, you know, for, for the European nation. And yeah. she came out to say, no, no, man, I want to play for South Africa. It was always clear. I want to do this for my grandmother because because it would mean so much for her 
and my mother as well for me to play for South Africa. There was never any other option. And I think uh, during the 2010 World Cup, she was one of the mascots as well for in, 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 in the World Cup. So there was just a beautiful story behind her. And, you know, she was brought in by, by Coach Dez and eventually yesterday she, she got her first minutes in the national team after a couple of camps, which I would imagine maybe they were just adjusting her maybe to, 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 to the new environment. But I'm happy that she made a debut at the age of 21. Uh, she still got a big, you know, international international future for playing it right back. Uh, I believe that she was also honed and developed by Tottenham Hotspur uh, before, you know, she joined Brighton and Hove Albion and ultimately where she is now with Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, you know, she, she, she was developed at Tottenham started playing first team football when she moved to Brighton but you know at, at that age what you need is to play regular first team football and she opted to go to Blackburn when she got the opportunity and it has worked out for her man I mean uh, she got the national team call up because she's playing regularly for Blackburn and she's doing well so obviously because she's already played you know top division football in England and she's mm-hmm. the first South African to do so female footballer to do so uh, she's definitely destined for the big time again I'm sure she'll be back in the top flight in no time so it's a beautiful story man uh, there are many South African female footballers who were born overseas or moved yeah. overseas when they were young and they also deserve to come and play, um, you know, for Banyana Banyana, for the junior national teams. I was watching the Philippines in the World Cup. All of them, all of the players, they were born in America. They are playing college football and they qualified Philippines to the World Cup. So if we have players like that, we also must utilize them. Then what do we do with this 17-year-old Virtesa Ahem midfielder, Michael Dugomru? I mean, he's been on the rise, I believe, in the Netherlands, currently playing for the club's reserve team. Uh, a solid campaign last season and this season uh, with the club's academy. Tell me more. Yeah, it's another, you know, it's another story of, um, you know, a youngster who qualifies to play for different nations. I mean, yeah. his father is Nigerian, but the, the mother is South African. So, he, you know, for I, I remember before the Africa Cup of Nations, when he was going to play for South Africa for the first time in the under-17s, the Nigerians were like, South Africa is stealing a Nigerian wonder kid. <laughs> and, you know, he came out to clarify that I was born in South Africa, I was raised in South Africa. The only culture, the only country and home that I know is South Africa. So I'm going to play for South Africa. And ultimately played in, in the AFCON and he scored a goal against Zambia. And I think he played all of the games at, at the AFCON. And now he's playing at Vitesse. He's also signed a five-year deal uh, with Vitesse and he's already training with the first team and playing for the reserves at the age of 17 as well. So that is something quite beautiful. Even as a younger brother who's 13 years old playing for the same team. Uh, so that family is giving us uh, you know? family business already <laughs> yeah all right stick around because i'm gonna i'm gonna pop a voice note for you which is probably a question and then after the break i'm looking forward to our guest man gabriella kelly nimak is here uh, to chat to us about who she is firstly and where she's going to but here's a question how's it rob greg here from midbank uh you got a man who has helped mafana and both banyana in terms of bringing overseas contingent to help us progress further with the national teams uh, my question for him maybe it's not football related but most of the kids that the youngsters that are adopted and uh, currently in Netherlands and across Europe do they ever state the reasons why they were adopted adopted do they ever state the reasons you want to know the answer stick around hashtag MSW live now on 947 Vuma FM Rise FM and Soweto live at the same time Hashtag MSW.